الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We're now going to go into تدوين في القرن الثاني للهجرة تدوين التدوين سوري التدوين في القرن الثاني الهجري We're now going to go into the second century now We spoke about the first century We're now going to go into the second century This century it consists of two people Okay, who does it consist of? Two. So this century, second century, you're looking at two types of people. Okay? What are you looking at? You're looking at two Jil. Jilaini. The first one is Sigaru. Sigaru Tabi'in. And the Atba' At-Tabi'in This uh, Era Or this generation You're focusing on two types Of centuries The first one is Sigaru Tabi'in The young Tabi'in okay, We did speak about the Tabi'in But these are the young Tabi'in Okay the young tabi'in. How do you determine if a tabi'i is young or old? What do you look at? What is it that you observe in order to say this tabi'i is senior, is old, and this tabi'i is young? What is it that the scholars of hadith look at to determine that this, like for example, Sa'id ibn Sa'id. Sa'id ibn Musayyab Sa'id ibn al-Musayyab He was from the Kibar He's from the Kibar al-Tabi'in From the Syria Tabi'in Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri Al-Zuhri He's from the Sigar Hey how? This is from this. Sa'id ibn Musayyab is what? It's from the Kibar al-Tabi'in. Senior Tabi'in. Alhamdulillah. Yahdikumullah wa islahabalakum. Sigar means what? Young Tabi'in. How do they determine who's senior and who's? Number of companions they met. Hey, any other answers? Their knowledge. How would they determine their knowledge? What they know? Okay, that's my suggestion. Hey, their knowledge. Hey, any other answers? 
they, who they narrated from, or who narrated from them? The who they narrated from, or who was who? Oh, numbers of hadith they narrated. Okay, what else? Yeah. Their time. Time of birth. So they look at their age. Huh? Their students. Scholars of hadith, when they look at whether a tabi'i senior or young is based on how many companions he met. Okay? If he has a large amount of shuyukh from the sahabas, he's senior. Excuse me. For example, if a tabi'i was born at the time of Abu Bakr. Are you with me, brothers? He's senior. To the time of Ali ibn Abi Talib, he's going to see a lot of Sahabas. Are you with me, brothers? Or someone who was born at the time of the Prophet was alive. And the last year of the Prophet's life, for example. So they look at the number of teachers that he has. Are they more other, does he narrate from other tabi'een? Or is he narrating from what? Or more Sahaba. Good. So when we say Sigharu Tabi'een, we're talking about who? Ibn Shahab and his tabaqah. Ibn Shahab and his level. Are you with me, brothers? Atba'u Tabi'een are who? The students of the? The students of who? The Tabi'een. Walidalika Ibn Shahab al-Zuhri is whose teacher? And Imam Malik. This is the Scott Sheikh of Imam Malik. Ibn Shahab al-Zuhri is the teacher of who? Al-Imam Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala. Al-Imam Malik ibn Anas, rahimahullah ta'ala. That's his teacher. This is the teacher. Are you with me, brothers? <laughs> because Al-Imam Malik, did he meet any companions? Hmm? Did Imam Malik meet any companions? Who thinks that Imam Malik met companions? Put your hand up. Who believes that Imam Malik did not meet no companions? Put your hand up. Who's like, I don't know what happened? <laughs> yeah, who thinks I don't know what happened? Now, Imam Malik and Imam Shafi'i and Imam Ahmed, none of them met the companions. Like Abu Hanifa said to he was said to meet some of the companions. Imam Abu Hanifa. Or he was said to be, to met, to, he was said that he met who? Anas ibn Malik. Are you with me, brothers? Abu Hanifa only. The other three are what? The other three are Atba'u Tabi'in. Meaning they took from Tabi'in. So Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri, who's the oldest in the three? Al-Imam Malik. So Al-Imam Malik is the one who met Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri. Al-Imam Shafi'i did not meet Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri. But he met who? Al-Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala. So, Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri rahimahullah ta'ala is from the Sigar. We're going to study that. We're going to... This, so the second is the Sigar and the Atba' who are the students inshaAllah ta'ala. So just remember that. It's important that you know that. How are we going to go into this generation? We're going to do three points inshaAllah ta'ala. Write these three points. So I just want you to know every, every generation when we speak about it, who we're talking about, so you have an understanding. Okay? 
How are we going to discuss this top? How are we going to talk about this chapter? In three ways. Number one is so awalan it's tatawur the formation and the development of the writing or the documenting of hadith at this era we're going to look at that compared to the previous So the first we're going to look at tatawur. Tatawur means the formation and development of how the tadween. I mean, there was tadween before that. Did we not just say it? The companions, they done tadween. Did we just say the companions wrote? Huh? The companions documented. But now what happened is tatawur. It developed. It's not like it was before. We're going to speak of how that happened. Okay? We'll speak about that. Compared to what took place before. The second point that we're going to speak about here is We're going to mention the 19 people who documented and they wrote in this time We're going to mention their name inshallah Who was known to have written in this era who, who did authorship at this time نموذج مما دونا في في هذا القرن. So the way the way we're going to study this generation or this era, the second, is how it developed and the formation compared to how it was before. Okay? And I'm going to speak about that, inshallah ta'ala, in four ways. Four ways, inshallah ta'ala. Number two is Mimman Ishtahara, who became famous, the well known. Who, who, who placed بِوَضْعِ المصنفات. They wrote books في الحديث في هذا القرن At that particular era At that particular, the second generation I'm going to mention here what, how many? I'm going to mention 19 inshallah ta'ala And here, دراسة We'll study موجزة A summarized dis- study عن نموذج مما دون في هذا القرن from those 19, we'll just take one scholar's book and we're going to discuss how he authored. And the scholar that we're going to look at is Al-Imam Malik, rahimahullah. He's Muatta. Are you the brothers? That's what we're going to do now, inshallah ta'ala, in the next half an hour.
So let's go over that again. How? So what's the first one that I said from the three? What's the first one? What's the first one? In English, don't worry, you don't have to say in Arabic. What does it mean? The formation and the development that took place in this time in terms of writing. So this era, there's Tadween. But is this Tadween the Tadween of the Sahabas? No, things have changed. How has it changed? In four ways. Four ways it changed. The writing of this Qarnuthani, second generation, was different from the writing at what time? Qarnul Awal is different. How is it different? In four ways. Number one. Number one. ظهور التفريق بين التدوين الذي هو مجرد الجمع وبين التصنيف الذي هو الترتيب والتبويب والتمييز في المصنفات في هذا القرن. The writing of this time became tasnif. So here, the documenting here was now what? Tasnif. Did we already explain what tasnif means? What did we say tasnif meant? Organizing, writing, structuring, right? Here, it was now tasnif, authorship. People were not just writing hadith, they were now all, they were authorship. So now the tadween has now become more, okay, different now. Okay, it's not just writing anymore. Now it's actually what? Tasnif. Number one. That's number one. Point number two. These musannafat that were written, they didn't just contain hadiths. It also contained what? What the sahabas themselves said. And what the sahabas students said, the tabi'in. Because the sahabas were never writing what they said. Sahih. Would they? No, they wouldn't write what they're saying. And they wouldn't write what they're doing. Are you with me, brothers? Like in this qarn, those who came under the Sahabas, who met them, well, what, what were they doing? They were writing what was told to them about the companions, of course. And some of them who saw the companions, they were writing what they saw the companions say or do. So it wasn't just hadith of the Prophet or the Prophet's actions or the Prophet's consent. It's actually becoming more than that. And not only that, they were also taking the statements and this actions of the tabi'in so it was becoming more bigger there, there, there was that difference now that was taking place that's number two number three are you with me brothers point number three people were conditioning things for their books they were stipulating conditions they were stipulating what Conditions on themselves by saying that I've placed on myself that I will be speaking about this, 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 this and nothing else. Uh, my book will not contain aqidah, for example. It will only speak about fiqh issues. So the books at that time, they stipulated, they authored in particular chapters of the religion, not in everything. Whereas the tadween at the time of the companions, 
it had aqid and fiqh, everything on one page. Here it was what? It was based on chapter based on matters within the religion. So it wasn't it's specific topics. Like an Imam Malik's Muwatta will touch on it later, inshallah ta'ala. What do you take from it? Fiqiyat. Aqidah books were written as well at that time with chains. As a hadith book. But in Aqidah. Are you with me, brothers? That was the third one. The fourth one is what? Names were being given to these books. Names. The authors were saying, my book is called this. It wasn't just a scroll or a paper somewhere. It was actually, it had asma'. Scholars were placing names for their, these, these, these tadween that they were doing. Muwatta, Musnad, Jami' Sunan, Juz. All of these were names that were being given down. Are you the brothers? In those four ways, the authorship now took, the writing of hadith now became a bit different. It started changing now. Are you with me, brothers? We can now move on to the second one. Mimman ishtahara, who became famous. Biwad'il musannafat, people who are famous in writing at this time. Who was known? We'll mention, inshallah ta'ala, 19 people. Okay, the first one was Abu Muhammad. The first one was Abu Muhammad Abdul Malik Ibn Juraj. Abu Muhammad Abdul Malik Ibn Juraj, who died the year 150 Hijriah. 150 now. 150 Hijriya. So this is the second, this is the second Qarn. Are you in brothers? It's not the first century. Where did he write in? Mecca. Like, remember we said already, domino effect. Who wrote first? Ibn Shihab Zuri wrote it on the command of who? Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. Now everybody's writing. But no one knows who wrote after that in what order. Because they're not in the same land. Somebody would have to see all of them. Have you written? There's no, there's no telephones. By the time the person goes to see the other one, the other one's finished. It was long distances. So nobody can really put their finger on who finished and who wrote first. Who came with the idea first or who didn't. But all that was known was after Muhammad ibn Shihab al-Zuhri authored, they all started writing, all of these 19. So just because I gave you the order, it doesn't mean this was the order they wrote it in. Rather, the order I'm giving you is the order they died in. That's it. Are you with me? But it's not the order they authored in. Second person is Muhammad ibn Ishaq ibn Yasar al-Muttalibi. Muhammad. Muhammad ibn Ishaq ibn Yasar. Muhammad ibn Ishaq ibn Yasar Yasar Al-Muttalibi 
Al-Muttalibi from Quraysh, Muttalib. He died 151 Hijriyah, one year after Ibn Juraj. And he came out in Medina. Where did he come out? He came out in Medina. The third person is Ma'mar ibn Rashid. Are you with me? Who? Ma'mar ibn Rashid. <laughs> Ma'mar ibn Rashid, he died two years after Ibn Muhammad uh, Ishaq ibn Yasar. He died 153 Hijriya. He wrote in Yemen. He's originally from Basra. He's originally from where? From Basra. Why? Why did he write in Yemen then? Because when he went to Yemen, they married him off to keep him in Yemen. He was the one I told you, right? They didn't want him to run and go back to Basra. They saw his knowledge, they saw his understanding, they saw his ilm and his diqqa and his taqwa and his wara and his fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. So they buried him off to a woman in Yemen and of course once a person is forced or is rooted into a country he becomes part of those people. So he wrote in Yemen where he was, where he stayed, Ma'amr ibn Rashid. But Asal he's from Basra. Fourth person is Sa'id ibn Abi Aruba. Sa'id ibn Abi Aruba. Ibn Abi Aruba. Aruba. Sa'id ibn Abi Aruba. Sa'id ibn Abi Aruba. Aruba. He died 156. He died when? 156. And he wrote, he wrote in Basra. Fifth is Abu Amr. Abdul Rahman ibn Umar al-Awza'i. Abu Amr. Abdul Rahman. Abu Amr, Abdul Rahman ibn Amr al-Awza'i. He died 156. Just like Sa'id and Abi Aruba, they, 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 they died in the same year. Lakin al-Awza'i was Imam Ahl Sham. He was the Imam of the people of Sham. So he authored in Sham. Abu Amr, Abdul Rahman ibn Amr in al-Awza'i. Abu Amr. Abu Amr. Abdul Rahman ibn Amr. Al-Awza'iyu Al-Awza'iyu Al-Awza'i And he died in year 156 The same year as who? Sa'id ibn Abi Aruba And he was in Sham He was the what? He was Imam Ahl Sham You have to know these people's names The sixth is Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman. Muhammad. Muhammad ibn? Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman. This is, this is going to come in your exam. Not all 19. Not all 19. But I want you to know five of them. Five of them you have to memorize. Isn't that fair? Are you with me, brothers? Five, I'm going to write, I'm going to tell you to write in the exam. 
Are you with me, brothers? How can I? Five. Look how merciful I am. Yeah, I just chose five. From how much? You choose. Whichever five you like, write it in the exam, no problem. Even more merciful. You don't have to tell me the year he died. But you have to tell me where he wrote it from. The year he died, no problem. Five names and when he died. This is important. If you can memorize these 19 names, these 19 names are the biggest, biggest, biggest scholars of hadith. And the best way to memorize it is to write it on a paper and stick it on two different, on three different rooms in your house. And if you spend a lot of time in bed, then stick it on your roof. Yeah, when you're lying in bed. Yeah. Then look at it, you'll see it. But stick it in a couple of places in the house, you'll memorize it. These people are, they're very important, especially if you know these people, you will learn the value of their statements. Someone who said to Imam Uzari, you said this. You're like, who's Uzari? You, you probably think he's somebody who's alive. Yeah, he lives in Ajman. So you think. So you have to know these people. How do you go through their night? Look their, you know what? Look up for their, look their biography. Try to study one or two of them. Are you with your brothers? Try to look for a quote or two they said. Are you with your brothers? These people you have to know, they defended your religion. They were the ones who brought these ahadith to you. Lawlallah, if it wasn't for Allah. And then after, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have had these books. These riwayat and these asanid that we have in Bukhari, and Muslim, Abi Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, Nasai, it revolves around these men. They're the ones who are in, this, in these chains. Number seven is who? Six. Wow. Abu Amr Abdul Rahman ibn Amr ibn Al-Awza'i, he died 156, right? Sham. So now it's seven. Ha, six, six, six. Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman ibn Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman. Have you written that? Ibn Abi Dib. Muhammad. Ibn Abdul Rahman, Ibn Abi Zib, Zib, Ibn Abi Zib, Muhammad Ibn Abdul Rahman, Ibn Abi Zib. Scholars generally just mention Ibn Abi Zib. They just say that. Are you doing brothers? Ozai scholars just say that. No one generally says. Abi Abdul Abi Amr Abdul Rahman Ibn Amr Al Ozai. Just Ozai. If you say Ozai in the answer of the questions, that's good. Inshallah Taala. Sayyid Ibn Abi Aruba. If you say Ibn Abi Aruba, no problem. Ibn Juraj. If you just say Ibn Juraj, that's good. Are you with me, brothers? Scholars generally say that. Like in Ma'mar, just say add his name Ma'mar Ibn Rashid. If you just say Ma'mar, Hatta is understandable. Number six, it was Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Dhibin. He died the year 158 in, in Medina. 
He wrote in Medina. His authorship was in Medina. Number seven. Ibn Jarayr was from Mecca, right? Yeah? Yeah, Ibn Jarayr was from Mecca. I mentioned that, right? Ha. Number seven is Ar-Rabi' ibn Subayh al-Basri. Ar-Rabi' Ar-Rabi' ibn Subayh 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 Ar-Rabi' ibn Subayh He died 160 He died what? 160 in Basra he authored. He wrote in where? Basra. Number eight is Shu'bah. 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 Ibn Hajjaj. Abu Bistab al-Ataki. Just write Shu'bah ibn Hajjaj. Shu'bah. Ibn al-Hajjaj. Basra, 160, he died in Basra, he authored. Abu Abdurrahman, Abu Abdullahi, number nine. Abu, Abu Abdullahi, Sufyan, Abu, Abu Abdullahi, Sufyan. Ibn Sa'id. Who can finish? Al-Thawriyu. Naam. Abu Abdullah Sufyan Ibn Sa'id Al-Thawri. Scholars generally say what? Sufyan Al-Thawri. Where was. Hey, who knows where Sufyan Al-Thawri is from? No, hey, another place. Another place, somebody try. Where we said Kufa is right. Mm. Sufya, Abu Abdullah Sufyan ibn Sa'id ibn Masruq al-Thawri. Don't, don't say Masruq, just leave it out. Huh? He's from Kufa and he died in year 161. 161. 161, ha. Number 10. Ha. Sufyan, Sufyan, he had his own fiqh, Allahu Akbar. Now, Sufyan al-Thawri, he had a fiqh, a lot of fiqh. Like in, in Dalasat. See, people just think the fuqaha were only Malik, Abu Hanifa, Malik, Shafi, and Ahmed, huh? You think so, huh? Who these were fuqaha? They had their madhabs. But their madhab didn't spread. Only these four got accepted. And became madhabs followed. Like in the one we're going to say now, the 10th one, Al-Layth ibn Sa'ad. The 10th one I'm going to say right now. He was, like, he was more faqih than Imam Malik. Ha. Kana afqah min Malik. Scholars, they said that. He had more fiqh than Malik. But Allah has an irada. Allah has a wish for something. A union, brothers. Allah wishes something, no one can stop it. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Al-Layth ibn Sa'ad, 
number 10. He died the year 175. Alayth, Brothers, does, does the Al go into an ism? Who study grammar? Can Al, what is Al for? What is it? Ma'rifa, right? What does the Al do to a word? If you say kitab, it's a book. What about if you say al-kitab? So it becomes definite, right? It's indefinite and definite, right? So lace. Why would you say the lace? Why would you make it more? Why would you make it definite? A name's already definite. Have you ever thought of that? A name. Why would it become definite? It's already definite. A name is definite. Sahih. Yeah? So then why do you say Al-Muhammad? How many Muhammads are in the world? Does anyone here know? Huh? Inshallah, when we go to grammar, the introduction to grammar, we'll touch on that. Yay, be careful. Al-Layth ibn Sa'ad. He died in 175 in Egypt. He wrote... Number 11 is Abu Salama. Number 11 is who? Number 11 is what? Abu Salama. Hamad ibn Salama. Abu Salama. Hamad ibn Salama ibn Dinar. Abu, his name is Abu Salama. Hamad ibn Salama. He died 176 in Basra. Abu Salama, Hamad ibn Salama, ibn Dinar, if you want to add to it. He died 176 and he died in Basra. Number 12 is Imam Malik. Al Imam Malik ibn Anas. Yeah? He Basra. I said Basra, right? Oh. Number two is Al Imam Malik. Al Imam. Does everyone who know Imam Malik? Everyone here knows, right? Number twelve is who? Al Imam Malik. Who knows the second name? Ah, Al Imam Malik Ibn Malik. Good, that's good. MashaAllah. Does anyone know when he died? Yeah? 179. And Imam Malik died 179. Yeah? Yeah, 179. He died here 100 and. Where did Imam Malik author? Medina. Imam Malik, when he would do the classes, the Prophet's grave would be next to him. And he would, he would say, Qala sahibu hadal qabr. The owner of this grave said, meaning who? Nabi Allah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Thank you, that's how you say. Rahimahullah Ta'ala. Number 13, Abdullah ibn Mubarak. Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak. Abdullah ibn Mubarak. 
he died the year 171 181 sorry 181 181 and he wrote in Khurasan he wrote in where? Khurasan is big four main places are part of it Naysabur, Balkh, Harat, and Maru. Amazing, brothers. And I advise you, brothers, take time out. Read Mu'jam Buldan. Mu'jam al Buldan. Read it. How Khurasan was at that time. Because now Khurasan is divided by um, Afghanistan, part of it under Iran, Turkmenistan. Now, Uzbekistan doesn't fall under Khurasan. Yeah? Part of it, Iran. Yeah, I'm Bukhara is not part of Khurasan. Yeah? Like in Naysabur, which is Imam Muslim, where he's from, he falls under Khurasan. Like in Bukhara is Mawara and Nahr, which is on the other side. Read, please, read these places and how they were. Read the tariq of Andalus and how it was, Ishbilian, Karnata, and Qurtuba. Look how these places were at the time of the Muslims. The Hawara, the Taqaddum, huh? that the Muslims reached. These are things that need to be read, read, wallahi. Number 14. Jarir ibn Abdul Hamid Jarir ibn Abdul Humayd Jarir Jarir ibn Abdul Humayd Jarir ibn Abdul I don't know how precise it is Is it Abdul Hamid? Is it, or is it Abdul Humayd? Write it both. Tashkil, it could be possible. Personally. He wrote it in Ar-Ray. Ray is where? Today. Tehran. Ray is today Tehran, the capital of Iran. You see? A scholar wrote a kutub of hadith. And now Tehran doesn't have not even one mystery the only capital in the world that doesn't have a masjid. And that time, what was written in it? Qutb sunnah Allah changes the lands. Jarir Abdi, Humayd. Number 15. Oh, when did he die? Why do you want to kill the Imam for? 188. Yeah, 188. 100 and? 88. He died, uh, he authored in Ar-Ray. Abdullah ibn Wahbin. Abdullah Abdullah ibn Wahbin. 197 in Egypt. Are you with me? Abdullah ibn Wahbin in Misri. 197. He wrote in Egypt. Number 16. Sufyan ibn Uyayna. Who? Sufyan Sufyan ibn Uyayda 
Now you learn a benefit, brothers. You had, you have two Sufyans. Sufyan, Sa'id, Sufyan ibn Sa'id, Athawriyu, and we have Sufyan ibn. If who's older? Sufyan Athawri is older. Then who? Sufyan. You're gonna. Oh, these two are gonna be ishkalat that happens in hadith. When you look at the chain of hadith, scholars sometimes they say hadithana Sufyan. Sufyan narrated this. Which Sufyan is it? Inshallah Ta'ala, I'm going to give you guys a way to identify them from one another. But we'll do it in the course of this series. So it's good you see how you know which one came first. That you don't have lapse in that regard. Because you want to be scholars of hadith, though, you want to be scholars of hadith. Ah, brothers. You guys not want to be scholars of hadith? Ah, I have to have Himma Ali, high aspirations. These scholars were all. They were all born nine months, just like us. Yeah, brothers. But they just put effort in. And number 16. Abdullah ibn Wahbin, he died in 190, 197 in Egypt. He authored it in where? Sufyan ibn Uyayna. When did he die? 198. Sufyan ibn Uyayna, he died in 190. Sufyan ibn Uyayna, he died 198. And he died and he authored in where? Mecca. In Mecca. Number 17. Waqi' ibn Jarrah al-Ru'asi. Waqi' ibn Jarrah al-Ru'asi. You know who he is? He's the one Imam Shafi'i said, Shakawtu ila waqi'i bi su'u hifdi farshadani ila tarki al-ma'asi wa qala inna al-ilma nurun wa nurullahi la yudha li'asi. When Imam Shafi'i complained about his memorization and he started to forget things. And then he said, I went to my sheikh and I told him, I said, Sheikh, uh, my memorization is going all over the place. And then he told me, stay away from sins. Stay away from what? Sins. Because knowledge is light and the sin extinguishes that light. Allah will not give a person who is sinning knowledge. So the sheikh who said this to him was who? Okay. So Waqi' was the teacher of who? Shafi'i rahimahullahu ta'ala. So it's Waqi' ibn al-Jarrah al-Ru'asi. Al-Ru'asi. He died in the year 197. 197 in Kufa. He authored. Where did he write in? In Kufa. Number 18. Number 18. Abu Abdullah. Abu? Abu Abdullah. Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i Abu Abdullah Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i Al-Imam Shafi'i died what year? 204 You know how old Imam Shafi'i was? 54 years old Imam Shafi'i was only 54 He was born 150 And he died 200 and what? Isn't that small your age? Yeah? 54 is young, right? 
Al Imam Shafi'i was only 54. And Al Imam Al Nawi was 45. Are you with me, brothers? Imam Al Nawi was how old? It's not about how long you live, it's how much barakah Allah places in your life. Are you with me, brothers? Last person on this list is Abdul Razak ibn Hammam al Sanani. Yeah? Where did Shafi'i? Where did he spend the last part part of Egypt? Egypt. Like where was he originally from? Palestine. Gaza. Shafi'i was born in Gaza, Palestine. Like in he died in where? If you go to Egypt today, his grave, not that I went to visit his grave, but well, I went somewhere close and I saw his grave. They built it, it's a big, it's big like this masjid, it's a shrine. It's a big shrine. Same with Imam al-Bukhari. He died in a place called Tak, what's it called? In Uzbekistan. What's it called? I forgot the name of the place. Takan. Huh? Tarkan. Uh, yeah? I forgot the place where he died. Same him. Same. He's got a big shrine like this. They built for him, Bukhari. Big shrine. People come, they visit. It's a big museum now. Like People come. Same with Imam Shafi'i. Number 19 is Abdul Razak ibn Hammam. As-Sala'aniyu. He died in year 200 and what? 211. Huh? 200 and what? Abdul Razak ibn Hammam As-Sal'aniyu. He's the teacher of Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal. Are you with me, brothers? I'll tell you an amazing story. Abdul Razak, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yahya ibn Ma'in. Who? Yahya ibn Ma'in and Ahmed ibn Hanbal, they wanted to go from Baghdad to where? To Yemen. Who did they want to meet in Yemen? Abdul Razak ibn Hammam al-Sana'ani. He has a musannaf. He's got a big musannaf. Wallahi, just listen to the story, brothers. And I hope this, inshallah ta'ala, motivates you to seek more knowledge. Imam Ahmed, and I'm going to conclude here, inshallah. Ahmed ibn Hanbal and Yahya ibn Ma'in, they both made a decision that they're going to go to Yemen and they're going to meet who? Abdul Razak ibn Hammam al-Sal'ani. Who? Al-Imam Abdul Razak al-Sal'ani. Abdul Razak ibn Hammam al-Sal'ani. When they went to the Kaaba, when they went to the Kaaba, they did their tawaf, they prayed their two sunnah, they sat down and they saw a man sitting there. They started to converse with him and it was dark. As they were talking, he would narrate hadiths. He would what? From the hadith that he was narrating, they recognized this is Abdul Razak ibn Hammam Salani. Because of the shuyukh that he's taking from, the shuyukh that he's mentioning, these scholars, they know it from where they are. Then they said to him, are you Abdul Razak? And he said, yes. Yahya ibn Ma'in said, Allahu Akbar, we don't have to travel to Yemen. We have Abdul Razak in the Kaaba today, we're going to take it from him. Ahmed said, I had the intention when I left Baghdad to go to Yemen and meet him. Abdul Razak, don't narrate anything to us. Go Yemen, we'll meet you there. 
and Abdul Razak and Imam Ahmed did not take from him until he went to Yemen. The, the seriousness of these people and their dedication, wallahi. I do not want to change my intention. Abdullah Mubarak took a man's pen when he was writing hadith. When he reached his land, Khurasan, when he was close to Khurasan, he found that he had a pen on him that wasn't his. What did he do? He took a journey back again. Amana. I did not see his pen. Are you with me, brothers? So these are the type of people Allah saved this religion huh? through them. So when you think of Friday morning, shall I come to the dars? Yeah. Just accelerate and just come here. Inshallah ta'ala. Um, we have uh, exam next week. What I can do, inshallah ta'ala, is because the exam is not going to be too many questions, before the exam starts, for the first 45 minutes, we'll do a revision. Are you with me, brothers? We'll revise some issues, and then we'll give the exam. That's a good idea. We'll revise some points, and then with 45 minutes, I'll give you a revision, and then, inshallah ta'ala, you can sit for your exam. What do you, inshallah, we'll do that, okay? In the meantime, anyone who has any questions, inshallah ta'ala can email me, inshallah ta'ala, on the kalima email. Anyone who wants it, inshallah ta'ala, I'll give them my card when I leave, inshallah ta'ala. If you have any questions, email me, I'll respond back to you. Of any of the classes that you misunderstood. And if you have any face-to-face concerns that you want to speak to me about or you want to discuss with me regarding the classes, you're also welcome to come to a consultation session. Call Munawar inshallah ta'ala and he will let me know. He will let you know the timing and the, you can come in inshallah ta'ala. Put your questions forward to me.